0: So we're going to be starting tonight in Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24. So let me ask you this. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm going to go a little further with what you're asking me. If Okay. If somebody wants you, it, let's say that your boss wants you to do something
1: ungodly. Should you do it? Um, no, because God would never ask me to do something ungodly. And that's just one of those exceptions. That is
0: one of those exceptions. You're supposed to work as if you're working for God. And some people translate
1: that into their boss is God. Right. And I I wanted to specify that I didn't believe that my boss was God, but I should be working for my boss as if. That's correct.
0: That's the right way to put it. You're supposed to be working for your employer as if you are working for God. Yes. Honor your employer. You'll never be rebellious and 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 uh, and disrespectful towards them. But you are also not clearly the Bible spells out for us in multiple miraculous ways. Clearly, we are not supposed to bow down to ungodliness. Right. Daniel ended up in the lion's den over it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego ended up in the fires for it, in a burning furnace for it. Um, just because a man is is saddled to serve does not mean that he forgoes the line in the sand between godly and ungodly. You understand? Yes, sir. Good. Good. All right, turning your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 24 would mm-hmm. you like a bible no you good, good? Okay.
1: Right.
0: proverbs chapter 24 all right let's say our prayers aaron would you say our prayers for us tonight sure absolutely i figured you'd want to that's good get after
1: okay. that all right god i just ask you to you come down and bless us with the Holy Spirit. You bless us with wisdom, with knowledge, with understanding. You soften our hearts and you break down those walls so then we can, we can hear your words. So then we can be um, um, sensitive to your voice, Lord. And um, we just ask that you, you, you forgive us for our sins, Lord, and remove those burdens from us as we repent for those things that we've done against you, Lord. Um, we ask you that you make us uh, sensitive to the spirit always, Lord, so then we know when um, our bodies are telling us something and when you're trying to tell us something, Lord. And uh, I ask you for uh, the foresight to, to ask the people around and to ask you when, I'm, when we're not sure, Lord. Um, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Sometimes it takes courage to ask a question. Especially if you know that the answer might be a little embarrassing. Might be right. pride. Okay. Chapter 24. Your turn. Your brother read last night.
1: Don't be jealous. <clears throat> Don't be jealous of evil people have no desire to be around them in their hearts. They plan to do evil. All they talk about is making trouble. Good homes are built on wisdom and understanding. Knowledge fills the rooms with rare and beautiful treasures. Wisdom makes a man more powerful. Knowledge gives a man strength. Get good advice before you start a war to win. You must have many good advisors. Fools cannot understand wisdom. They have nothing to say when people are discussing important things. If you start planning ways to do wrong, people learn that you are such a troublemaker. Such foolish plans are wrong, and people have no respect for someone who laughs at what's right. If you are weak in times of trouble, that is real weakness.
0: Amen. Stop right there. Well, I love that last verse. I'm going to, I'm going to expound on that last verse when we get there. Let's go back to verse 1. Be not thou envious against evil men, either desire to be with them. And their heart, for their heart studies destruction, and their lips talk of mischief. So don't be envious of evil people. Don't be envious of people that are doing things that they shouldn't be doing and are currently prospering because of it 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 would be very easy for us looking around at current events in our nation for us to be envious of the wicked it's there there's evidence right now in the natural that the wicked become multimillionaires for being wicked they become multimillionaires and they're immune to the law the law can't touch but god gives us At least for now. But God gives us an assurance. He won't let injustice stand. And let me tell you, no matter how much those people are racking up, no matter how much they have, no matter what they're gathering unto themselves, all of it's going to be dispersed to God's people. Every last penny. And they're going to pay with their lives. They're going to pay with their lives. I believe that. Verse three: Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding is it established, and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So, with wisdom, wisdom builds a house all these self-help books that tell you oh go get it just have the courage and go do it just you know be a nike guy and just do it and all that good stuff wisdom builds a house on solid rock wisdom the spirit of wisdom set upon a man and a man being heeding unto the spirit of wisdom that builds a house that builds a foundation that builds something that isn't going to blow away be wiped away in the blink of an eye and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant things and a young man when he moves out you know he slowly by slowly he starts accumulating he starts building a life you know he might get he, he might get some nice furniture first and then maybe some nice electronics and then he gets a nice car higher how about that right So, oh man, the
1: the couch, the first couch, couch, that's the the big thing.
0: Right, guys, get so, so, so as you establish your life, you start getting these nice things. You start filling the chambers with nice things, things that please you, you know? Um, And that is knowledge and understanding. That is is the favor of God. I'd like to go back about 68,
2: 66 years. Yes, sir. Somebody gave me a, a two-burner stove. I'm talking about hot plate, two-burner hot plate, <laughs> and gave me an ice chest. In other words, a little ice box that had a handle on it that you put ice in and keep it mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh And we washed in, bathed in a, a number three ba- uh, tub.
0: That's right. <laughs>
2: so yeah every time something new comes along it sure is nice yeah is. <laughs> yeah yes it is and, and apples used to be packed in a uh a wooden box and that was our our kitchen cabinets
0: that's right when, <laughs> when Aaron was when Aaron was about two years old I had one appliance in my kitchen one appliance <laughs> It was one of those old popcorn makers that had the yellow cover on top. Oh, it looked, yeah. It looked like a wok in the bottom that had a yellow cover on top, and I cooked everything in that popcorn maker. <laughs> I made eggs in it. I cooked up sausages. I cooked everything. Fish, I, I made his, his formula, everything in that popcorn maker. So. It, it, it's good to come up slow. It is.
1: It is. It is makes you
2: appreciate things. That's exactly right.
0: That's right. But I'll tell you, I was happy to have that popcorn maker.
2: We we moved in our house and all it was was two before. Us. That's right. And I I built the bedroom first.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah,
2: it it was good.
0: It was good. It was good. So verse 5, a wise man is strong yes a man of knowledge increases his strength for by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war and in multitude of counselors there is safety so by wise counsel you'll make your war okay let me give you another interpretation of that a wise man is better than a strong man and a man of knowledge is better than a man of might for by wise guidance you wage a war and victory lies in a wealth of counselors, so the victory doesn't lie in the guy that has all the strength. The victory lies in the, wis- in, in the wisdom behind the fight.
1: Yes. When um when the Bible says counselors, it just means brothers in faith, right? Like real brothers in faith. Yes. True
0: counselors, okay. yes. It doesn't just mean go and talk to the wicked homeless guy up the street, get some advice. No,
1: what I meant or, to say was, you know, you don't have to be the 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 head preacher of the church. You know, you can be a brother in Christ. Oh, yeah. A Absolutely. true brother in Christ so, to be a counselor. So I believe
0: that God will establish counselors around every one of us. That's um, right. I, I believe that God establishes counsel around us as, as we grow and as we live. It's up to us to reach out to those counselors, but God establishes those counselors around us. And very often those counselors uh, are, are not uh, somebody running a religious institution around you those those counselors are mighty men and women of god whom his spirit is upon yes people who spend time in prayer listening to him and seeking his guidance um, verse seven wisdom is too high for a fool he opens not his mouth in the gate what does that mean it means it means wisdom is unattainable for a fool, so who opens not his mouth in the gate, or wisdom is beyond a fool's reach, so he can say nothing in counsel. When when the Bible is talking about a man does can't open up his mouth at the gate, well, when somebody had something to say back in the day, they didn't have social media. They couldn't just tweet it. They couldn't put it on Facebook. Um, they couldn't even go get a commercial. They, they didn't have billboards. They couldn't uh, write a tell-all book, so they went to the gate. And they might hire a crier or a couple of criers, and they would repeat their case at the gate in public. Yeah. Um, especially if it was a piece of wisdom or maybe even a word from God. There's very there's very many times in the Old Testament where, you're, where you will see that one of the prophets was led to go to the gate and to give a word from God at the gate. And they didn't just go to the gate and say it one time and go back to their house. No, No, they stayed out there sometimes for days and weeks and months delivering that message. Uh, Job, Job was one of those. (laughs) who said at the gate. Amen. Amen. So, so when this is saying that wisdom is too high for a fool, he opens not his mouth at the gate. It means he doesn't have anything to say that's worth hearing. Yeah, He has nothing to go to the gate and shout out to the people because he is empty. He's devoid of wisdom. He's got nothing that people want to hear. Verse 8. He that devises to do evil shall be called a mischievous person. The thought of foolishness is sin, and the scorner is an abomination to men. Uh, Let's read another another translation of that. Another translation of that says, "Whoso is devising to do evil, him they call a master of the wicked thoughts." The thought of folly is sin, and abomination of man is a scorner. Or something more simple is um, from Taylor's version is. To plan evil is as the rebel wow. schemes are sinful, and the mocker is the scourge of all mankind. I like that translation. Yeah. To plan evil is as wrong as doing it. If we let our mind wander, sometimes, let's say sometimes you have a problem paying your bills. And you let your mind follow this path of how it is conniving and scheming to get some money to make ends meet. If you let your mind go down that road, it's the same as if you've done it. In God's eyes, it is the same as if you've done it. That's right.
2: And the thing of it is, God doesn't read minds. He knows your mind. He knows them.
0: And he knows your heart. And there in, they're in the darkest recesses <laughs> of your heart, God knows all the secrets. I remember, There's I nothing remember one, hidden that isn't revealed.
2: Yeah, I remember one time back in the early 70s, I was actually plotting in my mind how I could meet a certain woman somewhere and I got to thinking it'll hurt my children. But it's all in the mind. You think those
1: things through before you do them. Amen. I have a question. What is um? What does the Bible say about people that understand what you guys have just said but they're like, oh, well, I've already thought it. I mean, I'm already guilty of this. I might as well just go forth and do it. Well, Jesus does. Jesus did say, if you think about doing it, you've
0: already done it. Right. Jesus also said that if somebody picks up the wheelbarrow to follow him and they turn back, they're not worthy to be his disciple. That's right. Gotcha.
2: So there's no turning back.
1: No, no, no. But what I mean to say is, OK, let's just say uh, for the sake of conversation, we'll, we'll use uh, smoking a cigarette. Right. Obviously, um, that is a sin for I, I would say that is a sin for me because I've struggled so hard just to quit. Right. Um, what if in my mind. I want to smoke a cigarette in my mind. I've already thought about smoking a cigarette. And now I'm I'm just going to go ahead and smoke a cigarette because I've already been guilty of smoking a cigarette.
0: No, no, that's not true. Because in your mind, what you have is you have a temptation and you're always going to have temptations because. And because Satan's going to tempt you and everything. What that verse just said is if you. If you sit there in your mind, you plan out step by step evil and it's the same as if you've done it that that is the different interpretation that is right it doesn't say if you've been tempted by evil then you've done it because no. because if it was evil for us to be tempted by evil then Jesus did evil because because the bible tells us that Jesus was tempted in all things yep there is no temptation that comes upon us that he didn't he wasn't afflicted with and yet he overcame yep yeah. And he was without sin. Right. So he was tempted in everything, believe it or not, in everything that we're tempted in, he was tempted in.
2: I had a dear friend. This has been years ago, but a dear friend that told me Christ could not have sinned. I said,
0: brother, you're not right. Nope. Because if he could not have sinned, then everything he did would have meant nothing.
2: Everything would have been false.
0: Yes. It all would have been been false. All the temptations. Yes. So, so uh, I can see how people theologically would say that Jesus could not have sinned because they have this, they're trying to take this to a theological level. Yeah. You know, but, but the truth is that if they understand why Jesus died on the cross. If they have a very basic understanding of why did Jesus have to die on the cross, you would understand that it, that that is an that that Him having no ability to sin is an impossibility. Well, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been good for us. It wouldn't have been good for us, and and the first covenant wouldn't have been undone.
2: Exactly.
0: Therefore, there would have been no new covenant.
2: That's right. Wouldn't have been a need for one.
0: There would have been no forgiveness for any of.
2: Well, we'd still be uh, slaughtering calves.
0: Yes, that's right. Now, uh, so here's our last verses tonight, and these these are a couple that I I have spent some time uh, pondering, uh, meditating upon. I like these two verses. We're going to read verse ten and verse eleven. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. If thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death and those that are ready to be slain. If thou sayest, there's a semicolon there, so I'm going to continue to 12. If thou sayest, behold, we knew it not, doth not he that ponders the heart consider it, and he that keeps thy soul consider it. Doth not he know it? And shall not he render to every man according to his works?
2: Mm. Woo! Man. Yeah.
0: So, what does that mean? It It says, listen, if you give way in the time of trouble, if somebody comes at you because you're standing up for what is right, and you back down, or go another way. Let's go another way. If you don't stand up for somebody else, and you know that they're right, and the person accosting them is wrong, and you stay out of it, you stand to the side, your strength is small. Your strength is small. And, and let me give you the other another interpretation from the bastion. If you give way in the time of trouble, your strength is minuscule. Your strength is of no consequence. Be the savior of those who are given up to death and do not keep back help from those who are slipping to destruction. That's good. God's word is telling us right then and there. It's not your job to turn away. It's not your job to say that's none of my business. Well, plus not, it,
2: it strengthens that
0: weaker person or the person that's trying to stand that. Sometimes, Listen, so I, I'll expound upon what dad said. Yes, it's true that it can, it can provide strength to that other person. But here's the other factor. God makes us all differently for a reason. He blesses us so that we can bless others. Yes. He gives us wisdom so that we can, we can help others that are less wise than us. He gives us understanding so that we can teach that understanding of others. And yes, he gives us strength so that we can stand up for the weak. He makes some of us strong. He can stand in the gap for those who are weaker. And he expects us to do it. He fully expects us to do it. Yes. And in verse 12 is your warning. Your warning when you say, Lord, I didn't know. Lord, I didn't know the end of that. Lord, I didn't see it. Lord, I wasn't involved in it. Here he says, does not he that ponders the heart already know the answer? He looks in your heart. He knows the answer. You can lie to yourself, but you can't lie to God. And he that keeps your soul, doth not he know it, and shall not he render to every man according to his works? In other words, will God not pay you back according to your own works? If you abandoned the weak if you abandon the helpless you may find yourself in a position of facing the same consequence in your time of need yeah yeah exactly god warns us clearly right there in his word that is a very those those three verses rang in my soul like a bell there, there are times when I say, look, I have a wife and I have children, I have a family. I don't need to be involved in that. But God's word is your definition of the point to which he expects us to be involved. Yeah. When the godly are paying with their lives. When the weak are being overcome by the enemy. When God's people are being pushed back and we stand and do nothing. That is the moment and that is the line in the sand where God expects us to stand up. And we can make every excuse in the world that we want and say, Jesus told us to love our enemies and all that good stuff. That's all true. Love your enemy. Love your enemy. Shoot them in the in the leg then instead of in the head put them down but you do not stand idly by and let the innocent get da- get killed God expects more I'm speaking specifically to my children my son's know. I expect my sons always to stand in the gap for the innocent never to be the bullies never to be a bully always to be to the hero. That. Yeah. Is that not true, Aaron? That's
1: exactly Oh, it. oh, that's that's very true. That is the lesson that uh y- y- yeah, was well drilled into my mind. Amen.
0: My children are supposed to stand up when
1: everybody else falls down.
0: Yes. You will stand. Everybody's
2: going to stand in Virginia on the 20th.
0: Well, tomorrow morning on a holiday, they're going to vote on that, uh, on on the red flag law here.
1: Right. It's, What's a red flag law?
0: Oh, uh, It makes all of our, uh, it, it makes basically everything you own illegal, son. Oh.
1: Nice. They just no make-
2: guns, no bullets, no nothing. Only buying. No, no.
0: No, no, no. They're going to make everything illegal. Anything that holds more than 12 bullets. Anything that's semi automatic. Any. Yeah. Basically, Basically,
2: no guns.
1: Yeah. Run around like a bunch of cowboys. Well,
0: we're going to have to get us some black powder revolvers and walk around with one on each hip like the old days. <laughs> <laughs> One was, only if the cowboy hat it comes with. It was the Democrats who decided that those are not really firearms. So it is true. Oh, it was, eh?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: okay,
0: uh, Dad, the floor is yours.
2: Uh, Father, we we come tonight, thanking you, thanking you for your precious word, Father, because Lord, in it we get wisdom, and when we get wisdom, we get knowledge, and with knowledge we get understanding. And so, Father, as we've come tonight, this has been a good word. Lord, we need to be very careful what we say, and we need to be very careful what we think upon to not get involved, Father, with the un- ungodly. And, Father, to be quick to protect the godly, we ask you, Lord, to direct our paths every day. We thank you for loving lovingness, as you do, we thank you, Lord, for your word. As we study your word, we learn of you more every day, and we're grateful. Father, tonight I come and I pray for our family, Father, because we need, Lord, always to lift our family up to you. And Lord, I, you know that I pray for my whole family, not just the family that's on this line, Father, but, Father, we, we ask you, Lord, to guide our hearts. And keep us, Lord, ever close together, but Lord, draw us all into your beautiful fold, Father. We like sheep, Lord, go straight pretty easy, and so, Father, we want to be in your fold, and Father, we come tonight, and I pray, Lord, for your blessings over Maria and, and Sky's home. I ask you, Lord, to bless it immensely. I pray for John. I ask God that you will guide him, and and draw him to you, Father. And Lord, give him victory over everything that has come against him. I pray for Aaron and his decisions. I ask God to give him wise decisions, wise discernment. I ask you, Lord, to bless Elise. I lift up tanish to you, Father. I ask you, Lord, to grow this young man and and draw him to you, Father. Lord as I've said before, and I must keep repeating it, Father, because you you, Lord, care. I pray, Lord, that you draw him back into the fold, Lord, and and show him your love and your grace, Father. Bring to remembrance the things that he has seen. I lift up Jacob and Raiden to you, Father. I ask your blessings over them. I pray for Olivia, Father, she and see Sarah on the phone tonight, but I just lift her up to you, Lord, for guidance and help. I ask you, Lord, to bless and touch, Lord, uh, Mel and Catherine and Cecilia. For Kay, I ask, Lord, that you touch her. She's had some real issues, Lord, in the last week or so, Father. I pray for Gwen, Father. I ask your mighty hand be upon her, that you will guide her and give her the direction, Lord, that she needs. And. and to just thank you, Father, for what you're doing in both of our lives, Father. We're so internally grateful, Father, to you for blessedness as you have, and we're so happy with you, Lord. And you—you you are our God. You are our Redeemer, and we're grateful for all of that, Father. I pray, Lord, for your touch, Lord, in in this nation, Father. Lord, we pray that you would bless our nation. I lift up Virginia to you, Father. Lord, I pray that you would move in the hearts of your people, Lord, to stand for what's right, to stand, Lord, firm. And, Father, we pray that we will put down this uh, bent, Lord, that these evil ones have come up with, Lord, to destroy and, and take away uh, men and women's rights, Father. And we ask you, Lord, to, to guide and, Father, we pray that uh, somehow or another, Lord, that we would be able to override all of that in our federal government. I don't know how it could be done, but I'm just asking, God, that, that you intervene. I pray for our president, Lord. He's gone through some hard times in the last three years, Father. But, Lord, uh, you, you put Osiris in there, Lord, and he's powerful. He's strong. And he's level-headed, Father. I ask you to guide him and direct him. Put wonderful counselors around him, Father, to give him the word of word of wisdom. We ask you, Lord, to touch all of our congressmen, our senators. And, Father, we come against the evil that has taken over our country. And we pray, Lord, and come against it in the name of Jesus. We pray for every state, Lord, every governor, every senator, every congressman. And, Lord, I, I lift up our judicial system, Father, because this this in itself has been very rogue, Father. It's gone wild, Father. As you said, Lord, you, you want judges to be righteous. And we ask, God, that you put us in righteous judges. And we give you praise and honor, Lord. And, Father, I want to pray for the peace of Israel. You said, Lord, that you would bless those who bless Israel. And we pray your blessings over them, Father. And we thank you for a president who has taken up for them, Lord. And we pray these things in Jesus' precious and holy name.
0: Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Y'all be blessed. All right. Good night, you family. Guys be blessed Love as well. You. Love you. you
1: bye bye. All right, bye-bye. Let's have a good night.